I do believe we're set to go. Are we? Well, I mean, as ready as one can be. Okay. What's up? None. Oh, am I missing something? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I figured at this point, after four days, what, five days of doing this now, you'd be tired of me. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I was tired of you before we started this. Oh, Just the, the mere mention of doing this 10 days in a row, I was already tired of you. Oh, that's so, <laughs> remember when we promised you updated... Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> Let me get this out. Okay, remember when we promised to keep you updated with examples of government overreach during the COVID-19 crisis? Well, we're back at it again for round three of government overreach during the COVID-19 crisis. All that and more tonight on the Unframed Mind Show. That's the wrong button. <laughs> The place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your host battled the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over the sacred rules. All right, and here we go. We're ready to rock and roll. I believe. Happy Easter, dude. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I I completely forgot that it was Easter. It's been it's been insane. How did you forget? Well, I actually did too because I originally we had um, Jen Lowe coming on the show tonight. Um, not realizing when we did the schedule uh, for guests this week um, that it was Easter. So, uh, just a quick update on the guest list that we got coming up this week. Uh, we got live with Myra coming up tomorrow, uh, seven p.m. Uh, Jen Lowe was rescheduled to April fourteenth at seven p.m. And David Macy will be joining us um, from Vegas on April 15th. So uh, just uh, put those in your calendar, and the next three guests are going to be definitely shows you want to hear. Also, too, we've also added Rita to the uh, lineup as well for April 17th. I don't have that in my calendar. She was actually one of the guests that chimed in on the um, Hogatha interview during the chats, and wanted to share her story of being sober for 21 months and so she got in touch with us and we have now got her scheduled to come on April 17th to talk about her journey um, with sobriety and kind of her addiction and, and everything that kind of falls with that so I would definitely encourage everybody to kind of tune in for that one as well oh yeah it's so. gonna be that's gonna be a good one I talked to her on the phone earlier today and yeah. she, she seemed like she was rather excited to tell the story and I can't wait to get that party started uh, don't you just love those kind of interviews that really kind of help people out that are struggling with some yeah. sort of addiction oh, yeah. you know i mean that's got to make you feel good to want to bring those people on to hopefully encourage others that, are, that might be struggling with something yes absolutely absolutely so before we get started in our main topics tonight i do have a uh, special segment of the phobismus to, 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 to do I hit the button. See what happens? It's not working. Nothing. And today on the Phobismist, we have a special treat for you. We're going to tell you why you should be offended by sawhorses. That's right, sawhorses. Those pesky little tools of the Mexican construction worker. That sounded racist. I, I'm, sometimes I get ahead of myself, but okay. Let <clears throat> me put on my phobismus voice for this. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Hey, you know what else we need to put up here? What's that? Look what's missing. You see what's missing? No, I don't. Oh, us in the corner. We are missing in the corner because I really, haven't. I don't think the audience cares all that much. Yeah, I know. That's okay. But guess what? I care and you all are going to look at us. Sorry. Okay, not that big, but you're going to look at us anyway. I don't care. I'll fix that later. I'm looking sharp today. Man. Yeah, you are. All right. So basically tonight we're going to tell you how and why you should be offended by sawhorses. Anthony, is there any particular reason why you feel like we should be offended by 
these sawhorses? I don't know if I would be offended. Probably feel bad for the little guys. I mean, they're trying to self-identify as something, and they're not either of those things to be a horse. So, so they're not, know, a, not a saw, and they're not a horse. They're just a table with a piece of wood on it. That's, that's got to be a terrible struggle to go through. Mm. And they're not even a real table. They're like, they're like a table that was really skinny on the top. Have you ever seen that before? Like a chick that's like really big, thick legs, but Damn. has a really, really skinny top. And she just never quite looks right. It, it's always frustrating for her and everyone else involved. You, you ain't never seen that? I mean, if I did, I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'd like to keep our viewers. Oh, come on, man. It's <laughs> Some <right>. of them. <laughs> Don't worry about them. They'll be fine. They're yeah. big boys and girls. They can they can handle themselves. So guess what? There's also another another problem with sawhorses. Um, typically, you know, we've got this situation on the construction site where who who's the most who's most likely to use sawhorses? As I alluded to in the intro, there uh, Mexicans yeah. are most likely to use sawhorses. Um, so that's I mean. <laughs> I think it's clearly racist against Mexicans to even suggest that sawhorses are a thing. Mm, that's one way to look at it. Right. So, okay. Ooh, I got it fixed. I'm over here trying to talk and fix it at the same time. This is what you, this is what happens when you try to be your own producer while you do a show. Okay. So, uh, actually, I did have a really good one that I thought I, I thought of uh, right, like just under the lines. So, um, sawhorses they have a very aggressive, man-spreading stance. Do you agree with that? They come off as really aggressive, like they're standing there like some... But why does it have to be a man? That, it could that, be a woman. I mean, but it's okay for women to stand with their legs spread, but I feel very microaggressed against by seeing these sawhorses. Every time I see a set of sawhorses with their legs spread apart, I'm like, whoa, dude, I don't want no trouble, you know? Gotta blow that rape whistle. I know. I think you get a rape whistle. Hoggeth inspires me. She inspires everybody. <laughs> All, right, All right, let's get on back to back to our normal line of business yeah. for the night. Let's see what we got here. Um, I, I do see a few people hopping in the comments section. Thanks hey, for welcome, joining guys. us tonight. Happy Easter to you guys, Happy too. Happy Easter to everyone. Um, Budin suggests maybe they identify as a horse. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is, is, is Does a sawhorse identify as a horse or a saw? Or is it like a mixed child that's, confused. that's that's the love child of a saw and a horse? When uh, it, when it, binary? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. Anyway, so there, there was a few things I want to talk about about where you have major examples of government overreach. This is this is kind of a running theme, and I've been kind of keeping an, an eye on what the government and and politicians and the media and what they do during these times of crisis. And it's just like when you when you think that they've you know topped themselves, there's always that one more thing they do. And I'm I've got enough of a list here. I could probably do a, a, a number four. And by the time we get to it, I don't know, there will probably be more, at least one or two. By the more. time you get to the end of it or what you want to talk about, this whole thing's going to be over with anyway. Yeah, we'll be. Yeah, <laughs> our, yeah, exactly. Oh, so Jesus. before I get into that, though, I do want to discuss an article that I, I heard about from my neighbor that did not make mainstream news coverage. And you hadn't even heard about it till I mentioned it. And, and you don't even know the details of it either at the particular moment, but but you will. So here's the issue. I've got a story. And before this is this is kind of how I generally start doing research into a story. I, I, I get a tip about it. I hear about it from somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you hear about in this case that stabbing that happened up at Knoxville by a Muslim? I'm like, wait, what? Really? No, I hadn't heard that. And uh, he says, yeah, guy 
uh, ended up stabbing four women and three of them died. Like, no, I sure had not. That seems like some, you know, especially since it just happened basically down the road from us in Knoxville, Tennessee at a truck stop, you would think we'd have heard about it. So what I did is the first thing I did is, is here, watch me here. Watch me. Uh, (laughs) Work, baby, work. Come on. Yeah, watch me work. Okay, so I went to Google, okay, and I typed in something to the effect of Knoxville. If I could spell Knoxville, that'd be great. Truck stop stabbing. Okay, so I head over to the news tab, which would be here. And, oh, interestingly, now they're showing pictures, but when the story first came out, they were not showing any pictures of the the guy. I wish I had saved those screenshots, but basically the idea here was that they, um, wait a minute, name, yeah, name of the assailant wasn't even mentioned until page two of the Google results. Uh, I didn't see an image of him at all. Nobody mentioned his his religion or, or any kind of potential motive that might have served. And I go over to DuckDuckGo, and their search results were much, much better. Now, granted, it wasn't the it wasn't much better, but it was better. So, DuckDuckGo. You're already there. Yeah, I don't want all that extra shit back there. I don't know what all that is, and I don't want it. I just want to go straight up DuckDuckDo, and then it was Knoxville. Knoxville. Uh, uh, uh what did I, what did I just say? Knoxville. Truck stop. Yeah, truck stop. Stabbing. Stabbing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant, I meant that. Why? I can't. I can't type and talk at the same time. This is why I have you here. Hook a brother up, man. All right. So, a lot of the stories were very similar. Uh, Headlines were like three workers fatally stabbed at Knoxville truck stop. Um, Knoxville pilot employees killed in stabbing attack. It was very vague. Um. Four dead, including suspect, one hurt in Tennessee truck stop stabbing. Like, nothing mentions anything about, you know, usually usually if it's some white guy. Nothing about uh, race right, if or it, I mean, religious you, background. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're going with. You this. bet your ass if this was a, a white guy that stabbed four black people, every single headline, first few words would be white guy stabs four black guys or something to that effect. Yeah. It's like, something we have seen, you know, throughout our media. Right. Yeah. And this, this is, you know, this is not, uh, again, the fact that you're so desensitized to it tells me everything I need to know that this is so common, so expected, so normal. Right. And, and I don't, you know, I, I don't even care about the story itself. I just, I, I'm, I'm more interested in seeing how it's represented when the, when the facts come out. But I did find one. Let me see here. From Bare Naked Islam. Of course, they're a little bit biased. They were the first ones that actually showed the picture of who this guy is. And it, and they title they titled it, and you'll see how they titled. Of course, they're they're biased to the other way too. So knife jihad in Tennessee. Muslim savage stabs four innocent women, killing three of them for no apparent reason. Now that's interesting because I do feel like he probably had a good reason. Nobody just stabs people at random for no reason. So I don't know why they added had to add that, but well, I, I believe I mean, that might have been their way of kind of legally protecting themselves, their version of allegedly. Muslim <laughs> savage stabs four innocent women. Yeah. Now, why couldn't we just maybe work that headline a little bit different? Man stabs four innocent women. 
Why do we have to put Muslim? Why do we have to put Savage? Well, in this case, it's for clicks. It's all it's for. Right. Well, I mean, this this particular site, Bare Naked Islam, they know their audience, so they know what title is going to get the clicks. But then again, this is what keeps a lot of us divided is, is, you know, reading headlines like this. Because they know that anytime they can pounce on a Muslim, I'm, I'm not defending Muslims. I'm just saying if this was any demographic, you know, I mean, you know what's going to work. You know what's going to piss people off, mm-hmm. especially when that particular, you know, group of, of people is already being targeted anyways. So that is uh, it's interesting. And, you know, it's funny, too, because I've often talked about when people do reports or articles, why don't you leave the term white man or black man out of the equation and just, you know, put a person in place of that when you actually go to do article? Because they know they want to identify this person by their race. And that gets people worked up. It it starts pulling those heartstrings Mm -hmm. and people just start feeling the emotions from it. So it gets those old emotions going, man. It gets, it gets, gets, you got to watch for this stuff, man. And and that's, that's first thing I look for. Like I said, I go to Google, I go to DuckDuckGo just to see what the difference is between the two and then how they're using those headlines to try to get those clicks and get those emotions up and get people going, wait, what? What happened? Yeah. So they click into it. Oh, them Muslim motherfuckers, they done did this and that. And, or the other side of it is like, nobody heard about it because, you know, it's not being reported as white man stabs four black guys. You know, it's, it's just, you know, and then and then when that happens, you don't hear about it from the other side. It's like, you got you to be really careful about where... It, not not so much where you get your news, but what you actually get from it. Like you got to be aware of the devices that are being used on you as you're reading through these things. The but little, I think one of the reasons why I didn't hear about it is because I don't look for that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Because the news and news sources are so inundated with people wanting to use race as their, uh, I, what's the word I'm looking for? They're wanting to use race as their. Um, device to be able to entice people to read that it, it turns into nothing but clickbait. Yeah, you know, if they see something about a white person, that's clickbait. Black person, clickbait. Muslims, clickbait. That's all it's for. You yep. put a person in that headline, people are more likely not going to click on it. You know, so it's just it really kind of shows you how the media wants to put their fingers on this and and kind of really piss people off. You oh know, yeah, because so, because it, their their customers love it, and the, and that's the only way they get paid nowadays. And I don't think this kind of falls in the same parameters as fake news, but no, if people want to understand where the world is so divided, it's not your president, it's not your political yep. figures, it's your media, it's the. It's what you're seeing in these articles. It's what you're reading. I mean, if you go back and you read an article that has something to do with a black man, go back and read that article and take black out of the equation and just put person. You you will start to read that article so differently. You will start to understand what they're doing, you know, and a lot, I'm sure a lot of people are aware of this and it's one of the reasons why they don't read a lot of the media outlets anymore. Oh, hell, so. Putin from Facebook, he makes a good point. He says, oh, and they know that, they know that too, that most people only read the headline yeah they get that that um that emotional reaction is what they're looking for yeah and i see it all the time on facebook and any social media it's like they read the headline they they go into the comment section because they're so angry they start pounding away at the keyboard <laughs> and i I'm, I'm looking at the comment like did if you, you even read the yeah, article yeah if you've got if you've gotten to that point it's already too late for you <laughs> you've are you've are they it, whatever they were doing to you has already worked you look like a fucking smug man i mean come on don't do that read the article so i the, mean it's that's why you that's why you notice um if you notice whenever i post about articles i usually include with it a quote from the article yeah. the you know the kind of 
is a proof that I did actually read the article. I pulled something out of the article that I thought was interesting and, and, and any reason why people should read the article too. Um, and I comment usually on, based on what that particular quote I pulled from it was. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it does make a big difference if you actually read the article. Okay, so uh, Putin is actually a woman. Oh, I didn't. I'm. Sure. I apologize. I've been calling. You assume gender. I did. You've got to stop doing that, dude. I do. I know. I. I, I read it. I just guess. I don't know. <laughs> I got a fifty-fifty shot. You know. Well, under, this one didn't work out under for my you, under my ideology. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've got a. I've got a friend that I work with named Put. He's an Asian Asian guy. He calls himself Put. P U T. P U T. Put. Yeah. I, I don't know what his full name is, but he calls himself Put. So hey, what's up, Put? Putin. I'd have fun with Kind of seemed like, but then, it, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. My apologies. But have I, you not realized? I, I, will, I will likely make the mistake again, just forewarning you. I will tell you this. Have you not realized the demographic of our audience is mainly women, believe it or not? Yeah, I'm not sure what's up with that. I've, I've noticed that here That's recently, unacceptable. So. That's unacceptable. Like, I when mean, I set out to do this show, I was like, dude, I, I just want a bunch of dudes watching. Like, I don't want to influence gonna any... going to make this a sausage fest. I know. Just a straight up sausage fest, man. <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, she, she said, they think pudding, pudding without the G. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> hey, you know, it could be a name. I don't know. Hey, look who's... It's, People uh, got some weird names. Pretty Diamond? I, yeah, Pretty Diamond. How are you feeling tonight, Anthony? Because last night you were so blunt. I'm usually blunt throughout all shows we do. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the idea and the premise behind this show. Is, pretty much. Is we're pretty much unfiltered. Yeah, the, the, and yeah, the thing about the Hoggatha thing is we, we're also kind of playing a, a more exaggerated version of ourselves. Yeah. Just like, just like our, our friend Hoggatha is doing. So but I've always been that way. You've been that way. Yeah. You know, it's one of the reasons why this, this show for us works so well mm-hmm. is that we, we just cut out the middleman and we just go straight to the point and we don't care whose feelings we hurt. <laughs> Ain't nobody no. got time for that. No, we don't. All right. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and hop into the main subjects of tonight. Uh, as far as just more examples, more example, it, it blows my mind. The amount of examples I keep finding, but First one on the list, if I can get this working. Okay. I've got issues with my keyboard here because I'm not used to... Uh, I don't think that signal's reaching quite like it should. Maybe your pecker's in the way. It's possible. Maybe I yeah. just, just... You know, I should quit draping it over the keyboard and it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> the keyboard or my... <laughs> Help both. <laughs> yes. Yes. Keyboard over one shoulder, pecker over the other. So there you the, go. All right. Now, come on. Here, let's, let's let's see if it's that this case. Yep, that's the case. We're just too far away from the sensor. Too far away. I need to get something. That sounds str- like a song. I need to get something stronger. No, I don't want to do a donation. All right, this is from the Free Thought Project. Um, it says, a presumed COVID-19 patient held down against his will by police and given a forced procedure. I need to... Okay, what site did you pull this from? Freethoughtproject.com. This was from April 8th, four days ago. One of the freedoms patients in America currently have is in jeopardy in the wake of the COVID-19 outbreak. It's the freedom to leave leave a doctor's office, hospital, nursing home against medical advice, also known as leaving AMA, um, which which stands for against medical advice. Some patients, for example, have already lost the right. They are the mentally ill. They, they, they're not allowed to leave. So, but what happens with someone who's not mentally ill, who presumably has, presumably, am I adding extra syllables to words now? <laughs> presumably, 
I like the other word better. Go with that one. It flows so much better. All right. Who presumably has COVID-19. Now I'm going to start saying it like that forever and ever. <laughs> has COVID-19 because of symptoms. Wishes to leave a medical facility AMA. The answer may be scarier than da 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 Okay. I don't want to sit there and feed into the emotion of this article, but I do want to get to the meat of it because the fact that it even happened was enough for me. Okay, Excuse so me. this this was a uh, procedure that they were supposed to, to have done because of the COVID-19, or what was the... Okay, so a video shared with uh, the Freedom Thought Project, which is being systematically deleted from the internet, shows an example of this. Uh, James Abram of Dallas, Texas, went to the hospital, reportedly by ambulance, with symptoms of chromatic, uh, chronic cough and a fever. Yet when hospital staff attempted to do a quote unquote workup on him to determine which illness he had, when someone from his home called for help, he refused and started a Facebook live video. After spending some time in the ER, six local hospitals, staff included, including what appeared to be police officers equipped with body cameras, surrounded him and attempted to test him by force. It is unknown if James had an extreme fear of needles or history of mental illness, but he did ask for a lawyer. Before you stick a needle in me, he said, uh, as his uh, anxiousness seemed to increase, he wanted a lawyer present. One of the caregivers attempted to explain to Mr. Abram why they wanted him to consent to be tested. He explained, so the doctors talked to you. They did not feel like you have the capacity to make medical decisions based on their discussion with you. Now, I don't know what was said by this guy to make them feel that way or if that's... Is there a video? True. Um, they do have... Oh, shoot. Go down. Go down. Yeah. I don't know if they have the video, but they said it's been trying to be systematically... Try to go down see if it's... Removed. Um, I'm not going to read yeah, the whole article. Oh, there we go. There's a video. I want to see this. I just want to... Yeah. Okay. That's that's good. This this must be from the live video here. Quarantine me or whatever. You can't, you can't force me to put anything in my arm. You cannot do that. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Okay, so this is about 22 minutes long. Obviously, we're not going to play the entire thing, but what we have is a guy here. How you know I'm sick? You haven't even done a test on me. Covered in tattoos. Hospital staff is standing around him looking rather confrontational. He's got a mask on himself. You can't force me to do anything, bro. All right, so let's go farther and see what we have here. I did not see this before. I didn't make it that far. Am I under arrest? No, not under arrest. Well, how can you force me to do something? Us niggas going to fight back. Yeah, it is not like that no more, bro. Would you let the doctors... Revolution will be televised. I fuck that. Things are going to change in healthcare. He said, oh, revolution will be televised. Treat us in prison. Yeah. Are you going to let us help you or not? I'm talking first. Let me talk. Let me talk, bro. I have something to say, bro. We know that, man. Let me but talk, at the bro. same time, we're here trying to help you. My dad is in prison right now because y'all did not get him the right help he needed, bro. Okay. Police officers, um, hospital staff. Criminal justice reform. All that need to change. I'm very... Y'all got to bring guns. All that shit, bro. Nah, I'm for real, bro. I would have liked to have seen what happened before all this started to make him put up his live video, but it is it, 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 it is kind of interesting, though, that for 20 minutes this guy's standing around and these people are, like, kind of standing there not letting him leave, not letting him do what he, you know. 
Bro, please leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Please leave me alone. They can give you a shot right here on the chair. Please leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Please leave me alone, bro. Not until you get on the bed. Oh, wow. They are trying to force him, aren't they? work like that, bro. Okay, so. Can I, anybody know a lawyer, bro? Somebody see me a lawyer? Oh, there they go. No, no. Come on, Jane. It don't work like that, man. Yeah, this shit ain't right, man. Oh, nah, don't put the phone down now, motherfucker. Nah, bro. Oh, yeah, first thing the cop did was reach for the phone and put it down. It don't work like that. No, it does not work like that, bro. No, no. Y'all need to change mental health awareness, mental health help, all that, man. Man, no, no, man. Come on, man. Man, bro, no. The time is now. The time is now. The time you did. I'm not scared of nothing, bro. I'm not scared of that, bro. Please leave me the fuck alone. Don't work like that, bro. Now they're forcing. Oh, yeah. Y'all weak in a bitch. Y'all weak in a bitch. Jesus Christ. You're choking me, bro. You're choking me, bro. Stop. Damn, that's Help! Stop. Okay. That's more than that's more than tries to force him. They did force him. They they was fighting him, holding him down and shit. I've got my thoughts on this. Alright. I'd be I'd be interested to hear him. I kind of feel like he was he was trying to strong arm the situation by throwing out all the comments that he was about how, you know, the government's not going to do this or not going to do that, yada, 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 which is fine. But what's, what's the purpose does that serve? These people obviously that are trying to restrain him don't give a shit. They just want to restrain him for whatever the reasons are. Now, here's the other problem I have with this is if the guy, if, if he's not, I don't know, man, it's like, he should be able to leave. You would think. And that's that's where I kind of... No questions asked. Oh, yes, sir. Sorry. You know, go ahead. You're free to go. I, like That's what I'm saying. I'd like to see what happened up to that point. What was it that went down that had all those hospital staff in there, had the police officers called? What was it that led up to that event? Okay, that made so them was, say he, some, was he tested positive for COVID-19 or no? No, I think I from from what I understand based on their article is that they're trying to uh, test him to get a see whether he is in fact positive or not. That he came in with a chronic cough, and he, he had some other symptoms. He could have a chronic cough for any for any reason at all. I mean, he could bronchitis. I mean, he could have pneumonia. He right. could have something that is trigger this cough. But for them to forcefully try to restrain a man because he has a cough, now nah, get the hell out of here, dude. He he's got it. He's got a case. Yeah. And, now, I can understand if he had tested. Now, let's look at both sides here. If he did test positive, then went to the emergency room for whatever the reason, I can understand them trying to keep him there from going back out in public and spreading this and it being a, you know, he's more or less a health concern for, you know, for the public. But that don't give you the right. I, no, that don't give it you the doesn't. Right. So and, and, and this is just, like I said, another example of people taking advantage of the situation you know they don't know how to handle it either i'm sure and they feel like maybe he does have it he's got all the symptoms we just need to test it to get a positive on it i just don't think either side really know how to deal with this covid19 shit yeah i don't think people who come in that are sick i don't think they really know 
when they should or shouldn't go to the doctor or to the ER. I don't think nurses and doctors really know where that threshold is for them to say, hey, we, we can't let you leave. And then they kind of force themselves to do testing. Yeah. It, it's just a gray area, dude. And But the thing that I want to see, though, is I want to see the body cams of the cops because I think that's going to tell more of the story. I don't know if it's out yet, but I think that will tell more of the story of what happened leading up to this whole situation. I don't know. I mean, he he was kind of combative with everybody in the room, but I understand as to why. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah, the, yeah. The, at the point the video started, that that's that's the big thing. That's the big problem with all of these situations is by the time the video has started, the art is already so much that's gone down that we don't know that we're just right. trying to guess at. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, take what we're saying as a grain of salt. Do your own research on it as as normal, but I I just I, I can't see any other way that this is not a, a an obvious overstep of, of government reach, you know, just, be, just based on the fact that the guy's asking to leave. He, he does not want to be there. He wants to leave. He seems to be in, you know, perfectly able to speak for himself. But he's is not, this government he's or not is this crazy. medical? Well, you had the police in there too. Well, and that's medical what I'm is I mean, mostly there could have been the guy already had his shirt off. Right. So that's what I'm already thinking. Well, he might've been in there else. for some, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Something else was either going on or things like this just don't escalate out of thin air. Oh, yeah. He's not standing there just for a reason, being combative towards the officers and the nurses and doctors. There is there's more to this video. And that's one of the reasons why I can't really give an opinion. I can only speculate based off what we've seen. You know, what's interesting, though, is the things he was talking about and the things that he was saying, I recognize some of that language from certain Facebook groups and stuff and certain types of uh, ideologies. And it's like, I know where he's coming from and I know what he's talking about, but like he went for, on and things like well, that or, but f- no, not even that he's, he's coming more from the leftist side. I can, I can tell there's a lot of language in there that was coming from right. a guy that watches, you know, uh, all those police, uh, violence videos and he, he's probably a Bernie supporter, you know, that kind of, you're assuming, dude. I am assuming. I'm, I'm noticing phrasing. There's phrasing in there. I, I, it's it's an educated guess. It's not just a, out right. of thin air guess. But I'm um, not going to go that route. Well, well when he's talking about the revolution will be televised, that phrase. Yeah, it, I've it, heard that it, before as it well. It indicates a certain type of yeah. viewpoint, um, just the way it's 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 phrased, and I've seen it quite frequently. Um, re- the reason I'm saying that is the things he's saying seem reasonable to you and I. We kind of understand where he's coming from. We know what he's talking about. But to the normal people, normal folks, um, just the stuff we even talk about on the show sometimes could sound so far outside the Overton window that we sound kind of crazy, too. If we were in a combative situation spouting off some of the shit we spout off or talk about on the show for the normal folks that don't really pay attention to this stuff, they're like, this this guy's crazy. Something's wrong with him. Like he's, he's saying some weird shit about the government's trying to take over and police are trying to kill everyone. And, you know, you know, it's funny because we actually had uh, there's an episode we did about COVID-19 before this hit mainstream media. And if you guys go back and watch that episode, Daniel talks about stocking up supplies um, in case this this whole situation kind of gets out of hand. And then it was what, not even a month and a half later shit hits the fan you know it's like we, we almost i mean we don't go too far out the realm of thinking that things are just kind of along the lines of tinfoil thought process but we do have enough sense to know that when things like the coronavirus you know started to make headway in different videos and, and social media 
we kind of have to look at the situation like, okay, what's the worst case scenario for us? Mm -hmm. We started talking about it. Mainstream media did not cover it. We were one of the channels that actually, and I'm sure there was other podcasts, but outside of us, nobody was discussing it. <laughs> and it would just sound crazy. Absolutely. And we looked crazy to everybody else, but then all of a sudden I'm sitting back and I'm like, motherfuckers, now what? <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's just uh, one of those situations where we do our homework, we do our extensive homework on things. And, you know, as far as the situation with this guy, I want to see the body cams. I, there's got to be more to this story that we're just not seeing yeah. because what we've learned through Nick Sandman was this very reason. And, oh yeah. And, you know, we, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, you know, because Absolutely. if we do that, then we look like idiots, you know? So we just have to be, we did, you know, we just kind of have to do our due diligence and make sure we're getting things right as much as possible. So from the comments here, we got Erica Lynn from Facebook says it's very odd to me that he was being tested because in my area, they won't test anyone unless they are in healthcare. Yeah, I, there, there's no telling. I, I think that was out of Texas. I'm not sure what the uh, right. exact protocols they're tr they're choosing to follow in that area are, but it, it does seem to be different in different areas, and they're yeah. they're being you know it's it just different. So there's no there's no telling. It's possible, I guess. Um, I think this dude uh, was out of it from a high fever, and he was a danger to himself and to others. And that's a possibility. I again, that's where we really really need the the beginning of the story. But I like what Erica said. If you scroll on down a little bit, yeah. she said that there is uh where is it? Um, something had to have happened. Well, blood isn't going to show COVID. That's a nasal swab. That's right. And they're wanting to put needles into his arm. So something else was going on. Yeah. This, this may not even been COVID-19 a situation. Was that even mentioned in the video from the few minutes that we've seen of it? I, no? I get, I get a 22-minute video. We didn't watch the whole thing. Right. I, I, I do want to be really careful to, you know, put in our caveats about what. Yeah, I know, I know, I you know. know. So that's that's exactly, and these are great points. These are things that you know are, we kind of count on others around us to think of. What are the other possibilities? What are your experiences yeah. in life that mm -hmm. contribute to maybe being able to see a different perspective that maybe we're not seeing, or some other possibility that we're unaware of, like the nasal swab thing? I wouldn't never thought of that i don't know i don't pay attention to medical shit that's one of my least favorite topics <laughs> i don't care about medical anything at all um all right i believe this coronavirus was handmade okay um that's for another show another topic um it's very possible i've heard some pretty convincing uh uh st stories going both ways so i don't really know i don't really know yeah all right so I feel like it's a bunch of BS Trump knew about this crap a couple months back. Uh, replying to Eric Lynn. Oh, sorry. God is the only one that can control this crap. Well, and going back to that, I think a lot of our, you know, back when SARS, back when the H1N1 was going on, I think our government officials know. I think what they do is they monitor the situation until they start seeing it show up in our shores. Or they try to prevent. I mean, you can't. It, I guess it's one of those situations where Trump, it doesn't matter if it's Trump, Obama, Bush, whoever, right. you know, every politician is going to be criticized for how they handled each crisis or disease. And it's never going to align with everybody's political backgrounds or stances. Um, do I think that Trump should have probably acted a little sooner? Yeah. I mean, if, if we, you know, if, he, if Trump saw the videos we did coming out of China, um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Trump, you know, tackle this a little sooner mm -hmm. although he didn't that's fine but 
I think it was still early on enough to where it could have prevented even more of a widespread panic and you know hysteria than than what we're seeing now. So I mean, we, there's no really way of of knowing because you know had Trump waited until the end of March, you know this shit could have like just spread like wildfire and got really bad. So it's just hard to tell. And it's one of the reasons why I'm not so critical of Trump because I wasn't so critical of Obama back during the H1N1, hmm. you know, because I don't know what it's like to be in that position to kind of monitor a situation like this. And when do you make that move to protect your citizens? We, we don't know. Yeah, that's a good it's question. It's hard to gauge, you <laughs> know, it question. really is. So I know a lot of people are critical of Trump for his stance on that. I'm not going to be. I wasn't that way with Obama and I choose not to, you know, it's just, that's just kind of my stance on it. So, all right. So let's go to the next story tonight. And this one also happens to come from the, uh, free thought project website. I think I grabbed two articles that were back to back on my feed that okay. I thought yeah. that that's why <laughs> it's, I wasn't just like scanning free thought project for, yeah, you were. <laughs> for articles because <laughs> I, I do understand where their, their biases lie as well. They, they do have some biases that you got to be aware of. Um, so the article is about healthcare workers say police took her children because her job exposes her to coronavirus. Um, and it shows on the, on the uh, thumbnail for those just listening the order says uh, in, a, in a screenshot of the, the uh, order given, this is a matter before the court of the petitioner's ex parte emergency motion to modify custody and for pickup order due to respondent Spencer's exposure to coronavirus. The petitioner alleged and submitted documents in support that the respondent alleged proximity to coronavirus respondent alleged proximity to coronavirus. The court takes judicial notice. There is at present no vaccination. Though children are generally less susceptible to the virus's effects, it is highly contagious and lethal. Combined with the pre-existing health issues of one of the minor children and a preferred history of... And it goes on from there. That's, um... That's... I don't know, man. I, I almost kind of side... I almost kind of agree to this. And I, and I say that because one of the children already had a pre, you know, pre-existing health condition. Right. That's where mind is at, is kind of falling in place with the children. You want to protect the children. Well, yes, but at, at what cost, I guess, is the, the question here. When does it become okay for the state to say, well, you're you're putting your children in danger over this virus that we don't, nobody really knows that much about, that we're still trying to figure out, that, you know, that it just seems like another example of saying, yeah, we'll go ahead and just take your children because we feel like they're in danger, so... Well, what we say does is the mom goes, have the virus might makes right. Um, I thought it let, said let that. me let me go ahead and read this okay. from the article. Um, over, uh, do, 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 do. Let me find a good spot to start. All right. Oh, mm-mm. goodness gracious. That's what, not what I'm looking for. Figure it out, dude. Figure it out. I should. I got. A, I got an app in here that I keep forgetting to use that lets me highlight things on articles. Okay, so basically, <laughs> it says the police showed up at my doorstep at 1 p.m. and took my kids from me because I work in a clinic. A judge signed off on this because of my exposure to the coronavirus. Just a heads up to nurses, doctors, firefighters, police officers, and other first responders who have children. And, and sneaky exes. Sneaky exes. Watch your, what does sneaky exes have to do with it? Watch your oh, backs. sneaky exes. If you, if you know, you you know how sometimes ex you know you you happen to have a good relationship with your ex, but yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. have a very very terrible relationship right. with the ex. And if okay, I'm the ex, I, and, I yeah, and, and if I'm yeah, like, yeah. hey, my wife works in, in as a, as a healthcare clinician or something, and she's exposed to potentially exposed to, and she's putting the kids in danger, so you need to go in there and remove those those children from the home, which is completely traumatic for the children. First of all. 
to be. So to this be... is where my tone would probably change with this. The mother, yes, she's in the healthcare profession where she can be exposed to the coronavirus. However, I think that the children, if the parent was worried about being exposed to the coronavirus or the kids potentially getting it, something could have been set up to where uh, the mother could have had the kids stay with the parents or the, the next of kin relative or something. Um, oh, okay. Hold up. So, according to Spencer, her angry ex-husband weaponized the police and the courts and used her job in a health clinic as a reason to get the children taken from her. After posting the photo of the order, many folks called Spencer out for the alleged neglect cited by the court. Spencer was quick to explain what this meant. She says, I do not have a history of abuse. He does, though. His current girlfriend and I have both had VPOs for domestic abuse by strangulation against him, and she's had him arrested in Oklahoma County for it. I also have no history of neglecting my children. Um, so this is personal. This isn't the, the neglect cited was supposed to be supposedly for her continuing to work. And it could potentially expose her kids to coronavirus. Yes. Right now, this is—I mean, obviously, this sounds like a mess of a situation. You have uh, of it's like Jerry Springer, you know, twenty twenty <sighs> oh coronavirus. God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, yeah, basically. That's what it sounds like. To Turns me. out, coronavirus, you are the father. Um, <laughs> and there's, and there, and, there, and it's, uh, that makes me sick. First of all, that if if true, the father's sitting there using this as a way to weaponize the police. That's fucked up against yeah. the mother in order to take the children. So okay, again, let me explain. Traumatic for the children shows a total disregard for the children and the originally cited source for the reasoning behind it. Again, it's it's like this fake I care about you thing when really you know damn well they don't care. Okay. So you mentioned that me and my ex get along great, right? Which yeah. we do. So to kind of give you an idea or a different perspective of of what happens when you and your ex actually get along. So my daughter sees me every other weekend and when I spoke to her mother about getting her on the weekends, the county we live in, okay, has more cases of the coronavirus than it does in their county, okay? I was supposed to see a friend a little over a week ago. I was supposed to go on a Friday, spend the afternoon with them before I went to go get my daughter, okay? Mm -hmm. Two days later, actually that day, my buddy calls or texts me and says, hey, I'm not feeling well, let's cancel on today. I said, okay, right. I'm going to go get my daughter. Well, I didn't end up getting my daughter because I spoke to her mother. Her mother was concerned about her coming here to where I live and the potential of catching the coronavirus. I understand. I actually work with my ex. I am very, you know, we do look for common ground on things. So what we agreed to was for me to come down there to see my daughter, spend a couple hours with her. she go home. Yeah. That was it. Come to find out a few days later, the friend of mine who I was supposed to go see and visit before I went to go get my daughter was exposed to coronavirus, tested positive for it. Mm -hmm. Had I gone to my buddy's house, the potential and the, and the situation for me to catch it was so great that then I could have left his house, gone and got my daughter, and then she would have been exposed to coronavirus. Yeah, very, very potentially, sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. that that is that is kind of the realm in which the, the world we live in right now. Now, with this situation, it's this is... So if two X is not getting along, right? No, I mean, and if they you, got along, no, go ahead. I'll just say before you get into that, um, if if I felt like I was like for whatever reason vindictive against you, and I felt like you know I wanted to pull some moves and, and again weaponize the police force, right. I could take in that information you just told me, or mm -hmm. some some semblance of that story, 
and said, hey, this dude is putting his daughter at danger. I'm concerned for the well-being of that little girl. You got to go in there and do something. And the police have to respond to reports. They at least have to check into them. Well, here's the thing, though, is because I have that great relationship with with my daughter's mom, Mm -hmm. that didn't happen. We came to the decision that it was best for me to come down to see her where it's in a county that has had no reports of the coronavirus versus an area in which I live in that has been, I think, one of the top counties in in Tennessee that has been exposed to it. So for us, this is what made more sense. And I look back at the situation, and I'm thinking, well, if I was a healthcare provider, or you know, provider, or somebody that worked in the healthcare industry, I would probably have called her and said, "Hey, you know what I do for work? I can video Skype, I can do whatever, and still be able to see my daughter and talk to her, you know." But I would have made that, I would have made that decision my own merit, meaning that I would have contacted her and said, "Hey, I'm in healthcare. You know, I'm around this stuff." It's probably not safe for me to come down here and get it. Now, the problem with this situation is they, they don't like each other. Had they liked each other, I feel like they would have worked something out. Mm. That's just, I mean, the bottom line to it. So that's one of the one of the reasons why with this whole situation, I'm thinking to myself, eh, you know, this is all out to, you know, for vengeance. And, you know, there's obviously a whole Jerry Springer situation that's involved with this. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy says we're missing Hoggatha in the background. Yeah, I, I know. We just we can't keep Hoggatha on a chain, you know, in our in our back <laughs> in our background all the time, you know. Well, we some people we did, might um, some people might call that slavery. I don't know, especially <laughs> since she's like two percent black or something. I will say that we talked to Hoggatha after the show, and you will probably see Hoggatha coming back on the show sooner than later. More, more often, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Often, so yeah. that that would be awesome. Um, uh, poli- uh, Erica says police do not have to respond to civil matters here where I am. They tell you to head over to their courthouse. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I th- is civil matters or are we talking like, you know, when it involves children? Because I think there's a difference. I think yeah. when it involves children, they, they have to respond. They're required to respond. Or that's something I heard. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Illegal. This, there's so many freaking laws, man. So Linda said, hi. Hi, Linda. Good to have you joining us. What's up, Linda? Let's see. We miss a lot when we get into our conversations. Yeah, I apologize. We try to get to the comments whenever we, do, we can. We, we just want to make sure to get you guys the vital information as well and a little commentary on top of that. Linda, go back to the chats. That's oh, funny. What's that? She goes, I, I don't want to see her. I want to see. I want to watch Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, he's blushing. <laughs> and I'm pretty dark, too, for a guy that blushes. Takes a lot to blush you, man. Takes a lot. All right, so we're going to go to our third story of the night. Might be our last one. And I've, don't worry, I've, I've got maybe three or four more after that. So we'll, we'll probably do a whole other episode of this on, on another night, when we, another don't, night when, yeah. when we don't have a guest. We've got like six shows left. we got to make sure we have plenty of content for this. <laughs> ten, ten live shows in ten days. Yep. Uh, journey we're on right now. So this is what, day five now? Yeah. We're doing great. Day or something five, like four, five, five I don't know. We've lost count. I don't freaking know. Would you stop? I don't want to see your stupid Pepsi commercial. Okay. All right. Chill out, Pepsi. All right. So Utah Governor Herbert orders travel declaration information beginning tomorrow. That was on April 9th. And this is from, I can't read that from here, sweetwaternow.com. If you want to check that out. So in Salt Lake City, by order of Utah Governor, you know what? I'm going to blow that up because... My screen is too far away from me. It gives everybody else a chance to read along as well. Yeah. So by order of Utah Governor Gary Herbert, everyone entering the state by automobile or truck on a major roadway will be asked to complete a travel declaration from 
starting April 10th, according to Utah Department of Transportation Public Information. I just saw my dog hop up in the window. I was like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. That scared the shit out of me, dude. (laughs) (laughs) The order says that the entry points will be monitored around the state, including I-80, both west and east, I-5 in St. George, I-15 from Idaho, da-da-da-da-da, you get it. All the major ones. So, and the airports as well will be also asked to sign the declaration. He said at this time there was uh, there was no enforcement with Herbert's order, but we uh, quote uh, quote, but we do expect people will follow and abide by the order due to the fact that it is in all our best interest to do what we can to stop the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Okay, I want to stop on that for just a second. Um, It says here there's currently no enforcement with the order. What do you want, dog? Get away. (laughs) Somebody let her out in the rain. Uh huh. Yeah, she'll figure it out. She'll be wet. Anyway, I, I do want to stop on that, but um, it says there's there's currently no enforcement with the order, but we know if people aren't abiding by this, the next step, the only next step is to add enforcement to it eventually if they feel like it's but, not working. But yes, but they're giving the, the public the opportunity to abide by it. They're, hope, they're kind of putting their faith in people to say, hey... Let's all cooperate here first. Don't yeah, push us it. to a situation yeah. where we actually have to enforce this. And they, they that's, again, that's still restricting people's free right to movement. You know, you still have the, you should have the ability to freely travel from state to state. Right. But he's saying we're, I mean, and, and he's not saying you can't travel. They're just saying now we have to take your information. Basically, I'd like to yeah. see what the actual order was. I, I, I missed the link if I did. Um, he says, uh, we do think that people will comply, but at this time, at this time, there isn't any enforcement that's associated with right. non-compliance. Yeah. Um, again, the state's only tool is to uh, escalate until you either comply or die. The entry points have geofencing. This is what I thought was interesting about this. The entry points have geofencing and travelers, travelers will receive a text message from federal system upon entering the state. First of all, why does the federal government have all of our phone numbers so that when we travel through a state or a certain geolocation or some certain GPS location, we're being pinged with a text message? Like, you should be asking questions about that, first of all. Yes. When a vehicle comes to a stop, so they, they not only know you're traveling, but they know when you stop, too. The driver will then be directed to entry.utah.gov to fill out a self-declaration form. Uh, The form will ask if anyone in the car has tested for COVID-19 over the past 14 days and the results if tested and if anyone's experiencing any symptoms. It will also ask for... It'll also ask for contact information where the people have traveled over the past 14 days. Driver will then receive a confirmation even when they've completed the form. All right. So... They say this is an effort to do what we can and all of us coming to the state, visitors, residents, and people who are working here try to stop the spread. I mean, they're trying to come up with ideas to stop the spread, I understand. But when you are the hammer, everything looks like a nail. When you are the U.S. government, you've only got one source of, of only only one way to solve problems. Yeah, so here's here's your here's your form here. And it's, it shows you got to put your entry location, your full name, date of birth, health information. Oh, yeah, so much. Oh, they want your home address. What do they need my home address for? Email is required. Yep. For verification email. Everything. Yeah. Specific areas you've traveled. Jesus Christ. They want everything, man. They want everything. Current date. Authorization. You know how that goes. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. it's not cool, man. No. 
Like you guys got to you guys got to chill out, man. This is not I mean, I get it serious, but shit. I think this I think it's just all more just testing, just testing the waters and seeing what people put up with. Hey, how many people will put up with, you know, filling out this little form here before we have to make it against their will? Anthony, my big teddy bear. <laughs> Linda really likes you, Anthony. I think she does. <laughs> Okay, so Erica did specify children are under civil matters. All right. Yep, look, 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 look. Okay, wait, why why make an order that's not good to be enforced? That's the question right there yeah. you need to ask. That's what you need to be asking. Why even put the order out there in the first place? Again, it's it's just kind of like that. I see, I see. In this case, it's been coming up in a way where it's like, well, we got to do what we can to stop the spread of the virus. It's very dangerous. We got to do what we can. So we're just going to make suggestions. Yeah. Nice, gentle suggestions. And if you don't follow them, guess what? We're going to escalate. Yeah. Uh, you see this a lot in other scenarios where there's uh, uh, children are getting you know, in trouble or, or not, not in trouble, but children are involved. You know, you, you see the pictures come out from, uh, I think I seen it like a father and his two year old daughter laying on the banks of a river where they drowned and that they used that photo to bring attention to, uh, Mexicans coming over across the border, border crossings and things like that. Oh, so that they use that to try to tug on the heartstrings and get people like to emotionally give in or emotionally accept these new measures or these new ideas. And then they kind of pounce on you after that, after you've accepted it or haven't. And, and they have no choice but to escalate. This is, this, is, this is another example, I think, of that very same pattern that you see all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, the elderly need help, or this and that. The, the poor, they need help. They need this. They need that. The children, you want to help the children, don't you? Of course, oh, yeah. everybody you wants to help, help the, the children. children. Yeah. Oh, we got the starving ch- children over, you know, in this neighborhood over here. We got to help them. Uh, we've got uh, blacks dying en masse by police violence. You know, you get them emotional heartstrings going. And, and then yeah. people are more willing to accept all this additional layers of bureaucracy and, and, and regulation. And it's like, it's the same pattern over and over. And it's so sickening to see, but everybody's like, okay, I'll fill out your form, Utah. That's cool. No. I don't know why only Southerners are going to Utah, but that's just. Apparently we all are. <laughs> I'm about ready for my favorite segment. All right. So yeah, she said, uh, this is exactly why I beg for people to stop asking the damn government to enforce the stay-at-home shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote a very strongly worded um, article on our Facebook page about when Governor Bill Lee decided to um, make this uh, punishable by fine and jail time even. I think there was like up to six months in jail yep. for violating the stay-at-home order. Oh, yeah. I like, that's not cool with me at all. You can ask me if you want, but I'm sorry. You're not going to tell me that I am required to stay home or risk fine or jail time. Hmm. All right. Do you want to cover one more? Or do you want to do what the, our wish segment and wrap this bitch up? I uh, think we should wrap this bitch up. Yeah. Let's do our segment. We got one last segment for you guys that I think you're going to enjoy. Which I think enjoy. most have never even heard before. You're going to love it though. I promise. I hope so. You know what I did not do yet? You I did not. It, did no, I, I got it. I just, I just didn't actually open it up. It's this one right here. I moved it where I needed it, but I forgot to open it up. Not a big deal. So we're going to go ahead and open with, there we go. Got it. All right. So 
we have a jingle and we're, we're still working on some kind of like a animation to go with it like we have for our for business segment but this is a new segment that we do every now and again just to wrap up the show and end it on a positive note and just have a good time it's called what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck is that on wish all right and on wish today we have this item. I'm going to do my best to describe what this item is to the podcast listening audience. And it seems like it's some kind of, it, it looks to me like a ring that you put on your finger that has a, like a little flexible tubing on it and maybe a light at the end of it, I think. I, I'm assuming that's a light. That's a cock pump, dude. That's like a that's a cock ring pump or something. It See, has to be. And I don't have any scale to go off of. I don't know. It's what it looks like to me that it could be a little ring you put on has a little LED light. That'd be kind of cool though. But again, apparently I'm not good at cropping these pictures because if you look off to the left, you see a guy that's strapped to a woman. <laughs> Yeah. And I can only assume this is a sexual object that we're looking at as well. Well, we got over here a mask, so it's probably coronavirus related and sex related. It kind of happens to fall between the two well, topics. Well, if you think about it, that's pr- pretty much what everybody's doing during the, you know, the whole quarantine shit is everybody's having sex. Well, if you're not killing your kids. Okay, for the for the price of $22, <laughs> I'm going to have to assume that you're probably right. I don't know what this is, but it seems like it's going to be a bigger item. I just maybe I just need a visual. Um, I would love to see a cock in this ring. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You know what we ought to start doing is we ought to start. You said that's a pump? It looks like a pump. It looks metal, though. What happens when you pump it? Or is it just metallic looking? Because that doesn't look like squeezable. It looks solid metal. Hey, I tell you what. Those that are watching, if you ever find something on Wish that you want us to try on or figure out what it is, feel free to send it to us. We need to start doing that. That shit Somebody right there Somebody says a book light. A book light? I don't know about a book light. Let's look at that again. Let's look at that again. A, a book light. How do you... I'm sorry, man. That is not I'll, a book light. I don't know how the hell that attaches to your book unless you're reading scrolls with it. <laughs> this is a scroll light. <laughs> scroll light. $22 scroll light off wow. wish.com. There you go. There you have it. All right. So, folks, if you enjoyed this show tonight and you want to see more like it, just uh, let us know. If you want to be a guest on the show, head over to yeah. unframeofmind.com. And listen, we've got a great Facebook group that uh, a lot of people really seem to appreciate being a part of. Oh, yeah. Um, head, on, head on over. Look for unframed minds but you um, got you better have a thick skin if you're going to join yep, this you group. Have, you got to have thick I'm not kidding. Yep, <laughs> thick skin and manners. And thick skin and manners. People it's can a, be pretty brutal, but they're honest and we love that about our group, yep. you know. So yep. but also too just for, just a heads up, Myra's on tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. So we're, we're uh, looking forward to having her on and and uh getting through our next how many how many days we got left? I don't know. 6 6 ish. We got 6 more live six-ish. days. 6 ish, sure. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Anyway, until next time, which will be tomorrow. Keep normally, normally it's normally it's a week from now, but you know we usually do it Wednesday. But who, whatever. All right, folks, keep your pants uh, dry and your dick wet. Have a good one. All right, and uh, don't forget to read your scrolls with your scroll light. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was good. A scroll was light. Wow, was that not the best idea gasm you've ever had? Want to do it again? Go to unframeofmind.com to find more mind-stretching, world-altering podcasts, videos, and articles, and get those critical thinking juices flowing.